Hide your kids and hide your wives because you probably have a lot of them. You're listening to Polygonometry. This is a family podcast where dads are called brother, moms are called sister, and aunts are also your moms. It's confusing. It's exciting. It's moderately interesting to listen to when you're doing the dishes. It's the podcast where an apostate heathen talks to his family members about what it's like growing up in polygamy. I am so glad that you can join us this week for another installment of the podcast, and if you're listening, I just wanted to say that I appreciate you. Really, it's kind of astounding to know that there are people listening from all over the world, literally. And if you're one of those people that are listening that has no idea what the context is being said, and you have no idea what the hell is going on with all the stuff that we talk about on the show, no worries. Just go ahead and hit me up on social media and ask whatever questions you like. Honestly, ask whatever you want. I've heard them all, and they're hilarious. I love them. Keep them coming, um, because in about a month or so, I will be recording an Ask and Ye Shall Receive episode where I attempt to answer the listeners' questions to the best of my extremely limited ability. I was thinking about uh, just recording the episode just by myself, um, but since people are still kind of like actively trying to keep lockdowns up part of everyone's life. I'm going to be recording this episode remotely with a special guest from the American motherland itself, the United Kingdom of the Great British Bake Off. That's right. I have a listener from England who has agreed to be on the show and assume the role of a clueless observer to ask the questions that are sent in. I'm really excited to record this episode coming up in the first weekend of February. It's going to be a good time. Hope you guys tune in and just keep on sending in your questions. Send them in uh, via Instagram, Facebook, Morse code, Messenger Pigeon, Seance, Send a Raven, whatever methods you use to communicate works for me. It's going to be a good show. That's in the future. But today, you are going to be listening to a podcast episode with a very special guest. Uh, she is extremely insightful and a very bright young woman. Uh, she and I dip into various topics this week. Like always, we have a big old ramble sesh, and we wrestle with various debacles, such as the uptick in pedophile concentration within the AUB, uh, how you should address the women that your mother shares with her husband, and we also get into a very detailed discussion about how hot various Disney characters are. It's a great mixed bag, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, it's a weird episode. The first 13 minutes are from a previous recording, and that file got corrupted. It's just a big mess, but I got it cut together to hopefully it's listenable. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode that I have with... My mom's older brother's third wife's oldest daughter. So growing up, you didn't, and from what I know about your parents and, and that kind of thing, they didn't push polygamy on you as a way of living or anything like that, right? No, no. Actually, when I think about it, we didn't really have a lot of conversations about it passing on to us like it was never really a conversation of there wasn't just a conversation a anyway yeah we oh, okay. didn't really it was never a, like 
if you're going to be polygamist or if you're not going to be polygamist, we just never even talked about that, I don't think. Yeah. From what I can remember. Oh. Well, yeah, and I mean, you're, you know, one year removed from, from high school and and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, so, I mean, you have your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> to get cliche about it, but, um, so you're the oldest daughter of the third wife, and you you can tell me what if if this is too personal of a question, but I've always been curious is do you felt or did you feel as though your familial structure lended to any sort of like feelings of being less than or anything like that at all? If you don't want to talk about it, just go ahead and let me know. Um, no, I think I'm good to talk about that. Do you mean like the whole family? Or well, maybe if that's part of it, if it's not, then that's fine. It's just something that I've noticed growing up and also talking with people has been if you are the children of wives after the first, it's almost kind of a eh, kind of a, a very blase, like, <laughs> well, yeah, they are my kids and I love them, but you know, and obviously, the more kids you have, the less time you can give to each, you know. I was just curious if that was the case for you or not, because from what I gather, and I know I'm <laughs> leading a lot, <laughs> uh, is that from what I know of your family, the kids, mm-hmm. regardless of you know which mother they came from, have been on the same level as far as like, it doesn't matter if you're from the first wife or the third wife or the second wife. It's all yeah. very like one cohesive unit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think that's one thing. About the whole growing up with polygamy, whether I believe in it or not, I think mm-hmm. my family specifically yeah. did it in a lot healthier, in my opinion, way mm-hmm. as making us all, we are one family. They're all 100% my mom, mm-hmm. even if you didn't give birth to me, Yep. you know, and it's not like, it wasn't like separate units of family, like it's all... We're all one big family. Yeah. And all my siblings I see as 100% my sibling as much as the one who has the same birth mom as me versus mm-hmm. a different So like mom. Your, your sisters, you view, <clears throat> like your blood sister, your mm-hmm. biological sisters, you view on the same level as sisterly love or whatever <laughs> you want to call it that as your sisters from the other moms. Oh, 100%. Okay. Like yeah. all of us. I think that's I so think rad. They're all like... I don't see it any different. Sometimes I forget even. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, like really? you're not actually my full sibling. You're like technically my half brother, but I don't see it like that. And when I talk to other people, mm-hmm. even if they don't know that I have like more than one mom or whatever, I'll still mm-hmm. say like, yeah, my, my sister yeah, my sister or my brother. Yeah. Because that's just I, that's how we grew up. We're all siblings. We're all one family. That's so awesome. That's one thing that I really did like growing up with actually because just seeing other polygamous families they were like you know they would call the other mom's aunt or it was like yeah these are my half half siblings or cousins or whatever it's like my brother from another mother Uh Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't like i don't know it was just different we've always been one unit and i liked that more than seeing some other it seems as though the other way would be a serious cause of a divide Mm-hmm. between families and then too, like yeah. it's a very sore spot for a lot of people that 
they felt as though their dad wasn't able to give them enough attention because he only cared about the kids from the first wife or Mm -hmm. even if it's not the first wife. I mean, I know of families that the favorite wife is not the first. It's like the second or third. And whoever the dad likes the best, those kids get treated better or yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm really um, glad that that was definitely not a thing. That. Yeah. No, for sure. There was there was like other versions of that, you know, like there's definitely in my family the like golden child <laughs> or two. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um and there's like that, but I don't think um not according to moms, no. It's never had anything to do with who your mom is or what okay. order of marriage you came in. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely the favorites. <laughs> I'll say you that. say that, and it makes me feel, <laughs> or it makes me think that you feel as though you're not the golden child. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. No. Oh, that's but, fine. We don't have to get into that if you don't want to. But no, yeah. I think that's a really interesting point to bring up that a lot of people who don't really understand polygamy assume is the case that like, I mean, people are only human, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you are the father of, you know, upwards of 20, 30, 40 kids, (laughs) you know, and a few people that I know are one of 63 children, it's like there's no possible way that you can have what we would hope, like you and me personally would Mm -hmm. think of as a father-daughter or father-son relationship. When you have that many kids, it's not even, you wouldn't, there's not enough hours in the day. No. <laughs> You'd have to like wake your kids up to go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> At like two in the morning or whatever. Exactly. You wouldn't be able to sleep. Oh, you wouldn't be able to be a good, you know, husband to your wives even. Mm-hmm. Like it's just insane. There's no way to. Yeah. Yeah. So no. And yeah, like I said, I think that's something that's really awesome about your family has been um, a great example in the world of polygamy itself of like, we are brother and sister, even though we don't mm-hmm. come from the same mom. Have you, yeah. so what are some of the questions that you've been asked by people like after you? Because <laughs> um, I've had a ton that are crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Well, I was, I, uh, let me think. I think I was a, a 10 or 11 when we actually left the mm-hmm. church like fully and yeah. we weren't going anymore. But um, I had been going to Corvallis and Pinesdale since like kindergarten i would do half days at both oh school you mean school wise yeah Yeah. not church and then yeah yeah. and then first grade from first grade on i've just been at corvallis and so that was like a whole different thing because it's these corvallis kids being like (laughs) papani (laughs) (laughs) tell me about your life and it was i got some weird ones that even at the time i was like what are you talking about because they'd be like oh well does your dad sleep with all of them at once? And like, and there was <laughs> I think like that's the most questions common. about that. And I was like, no, absolutely not. But also I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't oh actually God. truly know. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and I remember actually my poor parents, I was so embarrassing for them because I didn't quite grasp that it's not really something you tell everyone when I was younger. Oh, okay. And we would go to like, older siblings basketball games mm-hmm. and i would just walk around the stands like i have three moms i have three moms <laughs> you would do that i would yes <laughs> and my parents tell me stories about it all the time and i oh, say no. everything like and i remember once in third grade i was explaining to one of my friends about the um 
cycle that my dad does, you know, for... Oh, the schedule. The schedule, yeah, yeah. For, like, where he goes every night. And I was like... And I literally made up a song... And we sang it at recess, and it was like a little dance, too. And we would you go made, between every mom's name, and it'd be like, <laughs> and it'd go between each mom's name every night. And it was like, it was this weird thing. And then later on, I'm like still embarrassed about it. <laughs> That's awesome. This random girl who's like super religious, too, Christian, yeah. not Mormon at all. Sure, okay. And she's like, doing this little dance with me about where my dad sleeps every night. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my no. gosh. And it, we probably did it in front of some teachers too. And oh, they were yeah. probably like, what are they doing? What's wrong with her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely got a lot of questions like that about specific sleeping arrangements. That's usually the juiciest question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is one of the first ones I always get asked whenever I talk about how I grew up in polygamy. And yeah. what's... There's always a caveat with me, and I always have to explain this, but I didn't grow up with more than one mom, so I didn't have any sort of personal experience with that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't privy to that at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you were around well, I mean, it a yeah, lot. Okay, so not, maybe not privy, privy is not, maybe, maybe not the word. I didn't have firsthand experience, basically. Yeah. And that's the part of the recording that I salvaged from the first time that we sat down together. Now we're going to transition into the rest of the stuff. I hope you enjoy it. I was kind of thinking about, we are talking about some of the things that people had said to us, like, growing up about Pinesdale or about polygamy or whatever, like, that they had questions they'd asked and stuff like that. And there was something, it's a little bit more dark and, like, not as lighthearted as the other things we were talking about, but people... You know, they'd be like, oh, well, in Pinesdale, there's all those, like, child molesters and, like, mm -hmm. sexual predators and stuff. Yeah. And, which is, like, I don't know, kind of a stereotype that people say that, but at the same time, like, that is true. Like, it, it's... It's true. And, I, I mean, I think you're right. Like, there is, there are people in our community that have committed crimes like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I also believe that... If you were to build a city of the same size in the same area in the same time frame, it would have ended up the same way. No, I agree. And, like, I think like the, it, it'll like, happen anywhere. And it does. It happens yeah. in the whole valley and stuff. But It happens all, yeah, all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah, I was just thinking about that and, like, thinking of all the different examples that I remember in my brain of, like, like I know multiple that I can think of right now off the bat. Of people I know, like, in mm -hmm. the community. And it's, and I was trying to think, like, why is that? Hmm. Like, do you think that it, I, I don't know if I should be asking you questions I, on You can ask podcast, me, but <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like. It's a discussion. We are yeah, having a, a, yeah. a discussion. Like, I think I kind of have my own theory. Well, I want to hear it. your theory, then I'll tell you mine. Okay. Like, whether or not it has to do with just Pinesdale in general, or specifically polygamy. Okay. I don't know, but I think personally I, I mean, okay, so you know how like whether or not you have more than one wife or more than, more than one mom, just in general, Pinesdale parents and like Mormon parents are pretty mm -hmm. strict usually. And sure, like, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and very conservative and stuff, and I feel like especially in Pinesdale, everyone is raised very much like you don't talk about 
sex or and, mm-hmm. and like anatomy and all that stuff. You don't talk about it. You don't think about it. Like it's everything is a sin. It's so bad. And so, I don't know. I think personally, you like block that stuff for these kids growing up, and they never get to have like a healthy conversation about it and learn what is okay and what's Dude. not. You, your theory so far and my theory is Same exact. <laughs> it's exact. Well, I've actually thought about it a lot. Like, it is also similar to just why I feel like a lot of piney kids grow up and get an inch of freedom and then they go crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, man. if you're grown up with, like, absolutely no freedoms and you're never taught what things are okay and how to how to deal with certain situations like just you just don't even go there you Mm. don't talk about it you don't think about it because it's just bad well i think yeah no you're right and i think that there's also something to be said about like you want what you can't have Mm -hmm. like that whole concept right so it's the this 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 weird obscure um part of humanness right Mm -hmm. our existence as people you know sex you know that is something that is biologically hardwired <laughs> into every single human being, except for maybe asexuals, right? But yeah. Um, yeah. the the very vast majority of people <laughs> on the planet, spoiler alert, have sex. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's not even just have sex. Like, just even kids growing up, you have... You go through puberty, and there are things happening. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a very blunt and honest way of putting it. There are things, things happening to me, and I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. there are thoughts that go through kids' brains and stuff, but when mm-hmm. your whole family is, like, so staunchly against anything that has to do with anything sexual at all because it's sinful, yeah. then how are you supposed to work through those feelings and thoughts as a young kid and not maybe make mistakes? Not like I'm trying to make excuses for that at all like for people that are sexual predators and like whatnot i not see what that, you're saying like, this is why they do it and it's fine it's not no no no. i but see what you're saying yeah this is like something that i've thought about maybe this is why like they didn't process it right as a kid or something and they never learned exactly where those limits are because their parents never talked to them about it yeah no that makes a lot of sense and i agree with you the way that I've always kind of thought about it, and now that I work in mental health pretty extensively, my my vernacular is trying to catch up with my feelings about it. Mm. Um, but the way that I've always thought about it is you think of it, I don't want to like, when I say this, people might say, oh, well, that's not the right word to use because then you're lending to the notion that there's something else going on or whatever. But I, I think of it as like malformations, right? Um Maybe that's not the right word to use. I'm trying to think of a different word to say. Or, um, anyway, I'll back up. Uh, when you repress, you have this this thing that's a part of us, like I was saying earlier, that that you know is a part of you. You know, you're getting random boners in math class. <laughs> like, there's, like you said, there are things happening. And yes. when they involve your genitals, right, and it's this taboo thing you're not supposed to talk about it. you're not supposed to talk about it. how dare you you're not supposed to, that's a bad word yeah. right so as a kid you, when you grow up in that you're kind of like well i don't know i can't talk to anybody about that mm-hmm. not my parents oh no way 
I'm not going to touch my parents. What? Yeah, so you figured out yourself. Yeah, and usually comes into play with children exploring, trying Mm -hmm. to figure out their own bodies because they're natural learners, right? And then it turns into when you don't have guidance. Maybe that's a way to put it. Yeah. Guidance in regards to healthy ways to process those emotions and feelings and thoughts and stuff like that. If you don't have that, then it turns into like, well, this is what makes me feel good. So that means it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I mean, all right. But it can turn very south very quickly. And I know that there's another guest that we've had on the show before. Um, I don't know if he'll be published before your episode or not. Um, Actually, he'll probably be after this episode. But Mm. uh, one of the guests that we have down on the pipe, down on the pipe. That's so not the thing to say during this conversation. Oh, uh, idiot, Chris. Uh, no, um, and we talk about this a little bit as well. Uh, but he and I and you are all on the same page. Like, if you have, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how to say it without saying malformations. But I don't know if that's the right word to use. But I'm a, I'm in agreement with you. I think that if we don't have healthy guidance in regards to sexual development then it turns into things that are really gnarly. And then I think going back to what you were talking about earlier with polygamy itself, the shame, the guilt, and I don't know if you felt like this at all when you were, when you were growing up, going through puberty and everything else too, but like I felt so guilty about any sort of thought Mm -hmm. that I had sexually. Right. And going through church, listening to, listening to, you know, the men that I respect and the women that I respect get up in church and, and you know, maybe not in church, but maybe in like Sunday school or priest meeting or something yeah. like that. Um, just harp on the idea that, you know, premarital sex is the worst thing you can possibly ever do. But then you're having these urges to do that thing. That's so bad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you engage in some sort of sexual behavior, whether it's masturbating or whatever. And then the guilt just, piles on top of you and then when you have that stewing around when you're going through puberty right like Mm -hmm. yeah no it's things are already happening and it's just so bad i don't know if i even arrived to what i was trying to say (laughs) (laughs) because that was definitely a jumble (laughs) no i think i i think i get what you were saying okay and like maybe it's this pear elderflower that's not interacting with me well it's just messing it all up (laughs) yeah no i i kind of think the exact same, like, we're on the same page that, like, if you don't have any sort of, like, I don't know, just in general, like, even when your kids are little, little, and you just tell them, like, this is what your parts are, mm-hmm. and this is what your parts are, and you don't let anyone touch them or whatever, and, like, sure. this is, like, and they don't even necessarily do that. Like, I'm sure that there are some families that are polygamous or whatever that do, but... It's not common. Yeah. because it's, At least it wasn't like that when we were growing up. Yeah. It's, okay. it's just not something that you talk about because it's bad. Like, I don't know if you ever heard this. I don't, I don't even know where it came from. If it was like a Sunday school teacher or what. I don't think it was either of my parents. But I remember being told when I was probably about that age, like, or a little bit younger because I was around the time that we left. But them saying, like, if you have thoughts... Like that, like those dirty thoughts and urges and stuff, then that is the devil trying to... Tempt you. Yes. Yep. 
Yep. Like, did you hear that too as a kid? Like, it's I, not I just, heard that almost weekly. I feel like that makes it so much more unhealthy because then these kids are going to feel like guilt just for something that's natural. Mm-hmm. And like, then they're going to be self-conscious and it's this whole like internal thing for this little kid who just needs to be told like, you're growing up. This happens to everybody. Your body's changing. You just need to learn like, and yeah. you just tell them this is what's okay. And this is what n- is not okay. And like... But I feel like there is, there's no conversations like that. You're right. Growing up in like a religion that is so against anything sexual, like premarital and all that stuff. And so it, I think that it compounds and then the kids that are unlucky enough to not even have like friends or siblings to talk about it to are probably the ones that are more likely to end up in those worst situations where they're. They're acting on the urges mm-hmm. that have no guidance whatsoever, yeah. and and you know, and I uh, and I think maybe, maybe the the way to think about it, and I don't know if this is right or wrong or whatever, but I think the consent part is kind of the th- missing piece of that puzzle, because when you think about it, when you interact with you know people who are pedophiles or something like that, mm-hmm. the concept of fully informed consent doesn't exist for them, in a way. Right. Because yeah. if that was something that they believed in, then that wouldn't would be something. Stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you also have people growing up in a society where the women are subservient to the man and they use mm-hmm. biblical evidence to say, well, Eve was made to be, you know, yeah. Adam's whatever. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, and that's not just, and there's not just that one example of Adam and Eve. It's throughout the entire Bible. Um, that also plays into it too, I think. The mm-hmm. lack of regard for how the women thinks and feels about those situations. And then you bring that down to people who are developing young men. Like, I don't think any, any young man should be babysitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like... It's not to say that every single young man is going to grow up to be, a, you know, yeah, a, you know, the sexual offender. It's just that, like, it just you you want to remove the possibilities as much as you can. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, I don't know. When I think about that, I think about like my older brothers and stuff. Like, I would totally let them babysit. Sure. Young, but you have a it good took point. you because like, you never yeah, know because you trust them. Yeah, and they do know what fully conform, fully conformed consent, fully <laughs> informed consent, um, is though. Yes, right? and I guess I don't know. That's tough because I'm sure that all of the parents and siblings and things of like those people that did end up doing those things were like, yeah, we trust him to babysit. He's fine. Mm. And then it and then it turns into something fine. that's not. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a good point. It's a really good point. You know, it's like the whole Ted Bundy was such a nice guy. <laughs> you don't actually know. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a that's a sticky situation for sure. Yeah, but also, I mean, I don't know. I there could be. I don't think I personally very closely know any actual sexual offenders where it's like when mm. they were young, you could see the signs or anything like that. Sure, sure. So I don't know. Maybe it is something more that's evident as they're growing up. I think it just needs to be an open dialogue, and that's honest and yeah. without shame. And guilt and like, I think what you said is perfect. It's like, it's normal to experience (laughs) these things. Everyone goes through it. Mm 
mm-hmm. you know, so why is it so far in the dark? And I, and to kind of abstract that out a little bit further is that a lot of religions have this, not just fundamentalist mm-hmm. Mormonism. Yeah. I mean, there was all that, was it last year with all of the stuff going on with like the Catholic priests? Well, that's been happening for a long time. I mean, or, it's, yeah, it's, it's but a it very, was like, it was huge in the news and stuff like last yeah. year. I just remember hearing a lot about it. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, I mean, it still isn't a huge issue. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. And I've done a lot of thinking about that. Like, why is that a thing? Why is that something that uh, happens in these religions and, and that kind of stuff? And Mormonism is no exception, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier of repression and since sex is so hardwired into who we are as people, then um, if you want to have control over someone, then where do you want to go to control them? You go to the very base part of who they are because mm-hmm. then you got them. You have them. Like the absolute most vulnerable they can be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then you have these priests that are growing up with, you know, Either they're taking vows of celibacy or whatever it is, you know, and they're still sexual primates. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Right? Yeah. It's so weird. Like, it's, I don't know how to put it. It's like telling a dog that they can never play fetch ever, and then you constantly play fetch in, in front, front of, of them. them. Yeah. And just expect them never to just jump out and bite the, f- yeah, bite your hand to get the fr- frisbee. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's a great metaphor or not, know. but like that's <laughs> the, the, yeah, just kind of in the moment. That's kind of what I thought of, but <laughs> like, and I think that's something that is really shitty, mm-hmm. and that's also one of the main things that I just turns me off to organized religion in general. Is that like, if there is a religion out there that has any sort of rules, regulations, doctrine, dogma in regards to premarital sex or sexual, whatever. Um, in regards to control of those urges and everything else, um, then I kind of step away real quick. And I'm like, hey, hey, no, not good. Because, you know, we've seen Mm -hmm. people go through, you know, extreme hardships. Yeah, and for some reason, like, it seems really abundant in this community, specifically. Like, I was just thinking about it, and I kept on thinking of different instances and different people and i was like why is that so common i don't know in here i don't know that's a yeah it's a really interesting question and like i also hope that people who are listening understand that it's not like everywhere you go there's someone that's like trying to steal your baby infant away from you like that's not the case that's not the case at all it's just that there has been a slight uptick maybe and maybe the reason why we think it's so common is because we're so we have such close proximity to the community yeah right so that that mm-hmm. perception might be playing into it as well um but you're right i don't i don't know it's it's a really it's a really weird thing to think about yeah well one one other thing that i thought about with it actually um there's a specific example of it that i remember hearing about like it was when i was young but i remember the conversation and stuff of one of the things that happens when there is that type of situation in like this community in the in Pinesdale or at least with this specific this um situation sure. that specific person mm-hmm. 
was that it was like, we're not going to call, we're not going to tell the cops, or we're not going to get him in trouble because God will punish him. Like, God will take care of his punishment in the afterlife. Like, it's not our place. <laughs> and so they just were like, okay, you're fine. <laughs> Live so, your life. That's so, that's so not good. Uh, no, that's so bad because guess what? There are people who that person victimized and abused and offended. Where, what happens for them? Yeah, they get no. It's like, oh no, no, we're not. Gonna, yeah, they're not going to have any sort of closure or recourse. Yeah. And when they do try and talk about it, they have to battle the idea of like, well, no, we we've already solved that issue. God's going to punish him later. So why are you talking about it? Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, so dumb, so bad, not good. No, ex nay, extremely <laughs> unhealthy. I think like. Ugh. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> it wigs me out too, dude. Like I, yeah. I just. And I don't know ugh. if it was just that specific family that was like. Maybe. You know, or if that's, is that something that's widely, like everyone believes that in hmm. like Mormon, like if. Maybe there's a tinge of that. Like that you, it's not our place to punish him because it's God's job to punish him. He will be punished. Hmm. however God wants to be punished, like, later on. But we don't do anything for now. I think maybe it probably happens a little bit more often, and I, I, at least maybe a little bit more commonly in fundamentalism. Yeah. Because that idea of God punishment, God's punishment is so transcendent in our belief system anyway, or their, their belief system. <laughs> My belief system, no. <laughs> uh, I'm out. I'm out and about. But, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe the, the propensity to believe in pretty hardcore belief systems lends to that idea of being like, no, well, we don't have to take care of anything because we already got the afterlife for him to worry about. So <laughs> yeah. that's his, that's or his maybe problem. They didn't want it to be their job. That's kind of what I think it is. Kind of like we, as his family, don't want to have to go call the cops on him. So we're just going to say it's going to mm -hmm. happen for him later on. And then it's not our deal. Yeah. Like I I'm not trying to talk shit on anybody or be like no, offensive. But, but, but you're also you're you're speaking truth to power though in my yeah, opinion. And like it's just something that like when I learned about that, when I heard about it, like it bugged me. Yeah. It's like that's not okay. Yeah, how could how could it not bug <laughs> like, you? <laughs> whether whether or not you believe in God and stuff, like I do believe in God and I think that yes, he will probably be punished in the afterlife, but that doesn't mean that he can just Walk around like willy nilly. No one cares what you did. <laughs> it's fine. Go do it again. That's yeah, what bugs like me no sense of recourse. That that internal investigation idea really bugs me too. Like, well, we've conducted like say, I mean, it happens all the time in like the NFL, <laughs> of like, yeah, this uh, this athlete did this, but we were conducting an internal investigation within the organization to make sure it's like, dude, uh, <laughs> dude, come on, yeah, really. Like, no, there needs to be an objective. That's the whole point of the law. That's exactly. the reason why Lady Law has the scales and she's blindfolded. Mm -hmm. It means that she's being objective, right? Yeah. You know? Because internal, like, that just, you're telling us that it's biased, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, we know. Yeah. It's it's dumb. And I really hope that people would start to figure it out. I mean, because I, I know this might be a super controversial opinion to have, but I would rather not have children be abused. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know I think I, mean? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> right? Super hard to arrive to. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, it bugs me, too, because how do you know he's not going to keep doing it? That's like, the whole that point. Continue, because he didn't get any 
punishment for it. He's not, like, he got away with it. So he's probably going to be like, oh, sick. I can keep going. Yeah. Because nothing happened to me. Yep. And the people that that let that happen, like, I feel like it, they're just as responsible about that at that point. Yeah. It's a, it's a conditioning aspect. I always usually try to relate things back to psychology because that's what I do. <laughs> but um, if negative behavior is not addressed, then the person who commits those behaviors views it as a positive behavior, meaning I didn't receive any external punishment for this behavior, so that must mean that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's a kind of a weird analogy but it's the same thing as using like a squirt bottle for a dog when you don't want them to you know you know bite the pillow or something like that yeah it's the same thing like if they're doing something that you don't like doing you go hey knock it off realize oh not supposed to do that yeah if i don't want to get squirted with water i won't do it exactly they stop yeah it's the same kind of thing and maybe we just need more people with water bottles around (laughs) (laughs) in the community like hey knock it off super soakers (laughs) that'd be awesome (laughs) But yeah, no, I agree. It's just this weird, weird dynamic in the community that, and my instincts as if they are good or not, I don't know, but that idea of being in that close proximity to the community kind of lends to that perception of it being more common. Maybe it might not be, I don't know. It's kind of, it's definitely one of those thought provoking dilemmas Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, and one thing, I can't believe that I've never actually since then asked, like, my parents or my siblings or anything, but do you remember? I was probably kindergarten or first grade, so you were, like, what, seventh or eighth grade? I don't know. By that point? I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I remember... I'm not in the mood to do math right now. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Sometime in your adolescence... Sure. um, There was a time, like... Because, obviously, everybody walked to and from school because we all lived that close to the school. And yep, so, yep. And we were, I was told by um, my parents and by, like, the the people at the school, like, teachers and stuff, watch out for a white van with, or it was a white car or something, with a guy with a red beard. And I don't remember if it was because what? he was a kidnapper. Yes, they straight up told us there was, like, this man on the loose. That was going to probably steal us. Uh, wait, so hold on. Was he from the community? I think so, but that's what? the thing is, like, I don't, I don't remember. remember. The, yeah, I don't remember this. I don't remember the specifics, but I remember when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure, like, first grade, mm-hmm. kindergarten, and being told to watch out for this specific vehicle, specific characteristics of a man. Like, mm-hmm. I vividly remember, and, like, everyone was super on edge, and it was for, like, a few weeks. And then it just went away, <laughs> and I kind of forgot about it. And I've never asked since then, like, who was that? Hmm. What was he, like, was he a what kidnapper? Was, deal? was yeah. he, like, a predator of types or something? Yeah. But I, I remember yeah, being I don't told. Remem- I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that. Super random. And what's weird, if you say he has a red beard, in this community, if that's any of the men, of, yeah, if any he, of the men grew out their people. beards, like that's all of the men. I know. That's why <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, was it a specific person that I mean, was my, my, going through things have. at that time? And like, it I'm was just trying just to think out of in the community, or yeah, I'm just trying to think of like if there was anybody in the community at that time that had a white van, and I can't I know, think of anybody or, who had a white I van. Don't remember if it was white van or white car. 
Okay, so that that's definitely which could kinda... be a lot more, but I'm pretty sure it was white van. Okay, I'm thinking that's it was real white stereotypical. Van. I know, but at right? the same time, I mean, <laughs> like stereotypes have roots, you know, in truth, mm-hmm. huh? But it was like it wow. was in Pinesdale, like, and I remember huh. them telling us, "Don't walk home alone. Walk home with your friends or siblings or whatever. Wow, watch out for." Th- and it was super weird, just for a couple of weeks, and it, and I haven't really thought about it since then. Until I was thinking about just this whole topic in general the other day, and I was like, what was that? Hmm. <laughs> what was that about? I don't even remember. Damn. Yeah. Now you got my head spinning. I'm like, who was that? I know. <laughs> well, I'm who really is this curious. man? Who is this mystery van driver? And, like, did they ever catch him? What happened? Yeah. That's what I really want to know. Like, I want to ask your dad or something. He might, he might know, because he was at the school at the time. Yeah, he was. So maybe, he's, maybe he was privy to some information. You'd yeah. have to ask him. Yeah, I think I probably will because I just, like, just recently this came back into my mind and I was like, what the heck was that about? Yeah. Super weird. No. I mean, I have a red beard. Yeah. I don't drive a white van, though. Like, a lot of Pinesdale has red beards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a very common thing. Yeah, definitely a lot of of ginger beards around. Like, little, you know, however old I was, eight-year-old or something, me, I totally imagined, like, it's really stupid, but I imagine like Rumpelstiltskin, like like, <laughs> like little tiny man <laughs> with like big round glasses and like those pointy beards that goes like down to his belly button. That was what I imagined, like this man cruising around Pinesdale, like hey kids. I don't know if I don't know if ZZ Top ever toured in <laughs> in Pinesdale, <laughs> in Pinesdale. but I wow, don't I don't know. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Huh? It was just like I don't know, just another example that I that came to my mind and I was thinking about yeah I don't and and being I mean I know I'm you know significantly older than you are but uh I mean not significantly but when I was growing up going through Pines Academy and stuff I can't remember a time where that was ever a thing like warnings of yeah you know strange men in vans (laughs) and stuff like that like I I don't remember that I mean a I lived so close to the school that, yeah, you were right there. I mean, yeah, it was like 190 yards away, not even. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I walked to school with my dad every day um, and went home after school, and it was just right there. Mm-hmm. So my I never, house was probably, what, half a mile, three-quarters of a mile? Yeah, maybe three-quarters of a mile away. To the school? Yeah. Which wasn't bad to and from. No, and you were walking. And I always had my siblings with me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You always had a group of people. And there was always a bunch of people that walked that route with you and your siblings anyway. So there's yeah. kind of like a caravan of kids coming to, to the school in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even on the days when, like, I didn't have a sibling there, my parents would tell me to go to your house. Like, I would instead just oh, yeah, walk yeah. down the little trail mm-hmm. to your house Yeah. if I didn't have a sibling to walk home with anyways. So, like, you know, we were always safe, but I do... Remember that being a thing, and then just never again. A flash in the pan. Yeah, of some... A flash in the van. <laughs> <laughs> a red flash. A, re- a, re- a red flash in the van. Ew. Mm. No. Yeah, I don't know, because, yeah, I mean, Pines Academy was always just this place where I thought of as, you know, magical. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I feel like I've been dogging on it a lot, but... Honestly, growing up in Pinesville, as little of time that I did have, mm-hmm. I loved it. Like, I, it was good people all the ways, always around me. Like, I had good friends, and it was all 
I was very comfortable with everyone around me because everyone in Pinesville kind of feels like family. Yeah. When you're there. Like, even though my family specifically wasn't actually related to a ton of others, like is your it like family us? is. Yeah. yeah. And that's um, about it. Yeah. But I really enjoyed my timing in Pinesdale. Not <laughs> trying to, like, talk crap about it and make it seem like this terrible no. place. No, I, I agree. I just remember that being a little blip of like we were scared to walk home and stuff wow, like that. Yeah. Because it was I like I don't remember that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask my dad. See what he thinks. See if he remembers. Yeah, I'm curious what he'll say. If he remembers it or I don't know. Maybe I'll have to maybe I'm going insane. And you I might just, be. That's a very <laughs> that's a real possibility. Maybe. But like it is vivid in my brain. Like I know mm. this happened. <laughs> I know it happened. I just need to find someone else who also remembers it. So uh, it's funny that you talk about memories and how like staunchly you remember and how vivid that memory is. I have been doing a little bit of side research as in like not doing the studies myself, but just kind of mm. compiling some info about memories specifically because I work with, you know, kids in the psych ward. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like to help educate them as much as possible about how their brain works. And I was watching this uh, documentary about memory specifically and how it works and how memories, depending on how long ago they were, like there's this very specific time frame, um, like old, old memories, you know, really hardcore. I don't want to call them your core memories. This isn't inside out. But um, <laughs> by the way, that movie is awesome. <laughs> I do like that movie. It's a good a lot of really cool psychology in that movie. But um like there's those core memories or whatever. And then there's like this weird like limbo time that you're a lot more susceptible to suggestions about how your memories actually unfolded mm -hmm. to the point where uh, a lot of law enforcement agencies are doing a lot of research in this area in regards to eyewitness or eyewitness accounts. And like, you know, so like a suggestion would be, um, so you saw that car wreck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw it. So there's probably a lot of like shattered glass everywhere, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, 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 of course. But when there actually wasn't any shattered glass whatsoever. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's one so. of those it's one of those types of interesting little dynamics. You so I'm kind curious of influence. Yeah, the so memory. I'm maybe I'm I'm trying to think if there was maybe any sort of like influence on your memory with that at all. Maybe it was one of my brothers trying to scare me or something. <laughs> it just, it just That's also another implants. possibility. <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing your brothers yeah 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 multiple times they convinced me i was adopted and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> really oh are you kidding me <laughs> dude okay. that's awesome you know what my mom looks like right yes. like no no i don't <laughs> opposite of me the yeah. dark hair tan yeah. skin dark eyes and me with white skin blonde hair blue eyes i look nothing like my mom and my brothers used that like <laughs> you were adopted brianna i'd be like no i wasn't whatever and they'd be like do you ever wonder why you don't look like your mom? You're not your mom's <laughs> kid. Like, they had to get someone who looked kind of like dad so that it was believable. Oh, my but you're God. you're not your mom's kid. Like, <laughs> especially because my two younger sisters got her traits. Yeah, and dark I hair, olive skin mm -hmm. tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not blue eyes. Like, they both got, like, hazel or brown or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's and awesome. Like, they did it. The funny thing is that they did it multiple times. Like they would, I, they would convince me, and then I would get over it, talk to my parents or whatever, and be like, "Okay, I'm not adopted." And then <laughs> later on, they'd convince me again. It would cycle again. back. They'd oh, be that's like, awesome! They're just trying to make you feel better about it, Brianna. Like, that's come so, on, such assholes. <laughs> I know. 
But, like, I look back at it, and I'm like, that was pretty good. You got me. <laughs> I respect that because it was funny. Yeah. So you didn't have any older brothers that were biological older brothers? No. I, yeah, I only have technically two biological younger sisters. Yeah. And, yeah, f- four older brothers and three older sisters, two younger sisters. Is that right? Okay. It's your family. You should keep track. Uh, <laughs> you know what? There's a lot. Of them. <laughs> that's a lot. But yeah, yeah. We, we we don't have to do the count right now because that's not good listening. But um, <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. Maybe people enjoy that stuff. But anyway, no. So what was it? What was it like having? I know that we kind of touched on this earlier, but like the idea that your family was raised in this idea of um, we are all siblings. Doesn't matter what mommy come from. Yeah. We're blood. Oh, I actually, my personal feelings about polygamy set aside, that's one thing that I really, really appreciate about my upbringing, Mm -hmm. was that, like, we were raised as one family unit. Like, I never saw any of my siblings or moms as anything less than, like, 100%. That's my mom. That's my brother. That's my sister. Like, even if they were half-siblings or whatever, which I feel like, just in my experience of other polygamous families that I've seen and like come into contact with they it's not usually like that like yeah usually it's they're more like separated family groups and attached to the mother mm-hmm. yeah like and dad shows up every third night yes yeah. this mom's family and this mom's family which I mean we had a little bit of that like obviously you know who your mom is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well I mean and do you yes I do are you sure Bianca? Oh, God. <laughs> you might be adopted. <laughs> I might be adopted. Have you ever considered the option? <laughs> uh, no? I'm kidding. I look way too much like my siblings. Yeah, that's true. Be. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess to some extent, like, yeah, if you're in different stages of my life, different um, moms lived in separate houses and stuff or, like, separate floors of the same house, and that mom's kids would live with her, like, yeah. There I mean there were a few that would jump around, but like for the most part the kids stuck with the moms, but it wasn't ever like a divide. It was still like Sure. Yeah. one big family, which I Do really Do you think really that liked. the living situation lended to that idea? Because you are all living in the same house, that well, way that there couldn't have been any division anyway. <laughs> there was a lot of different living situations actually. I mean, like, I'm just th- I'm talking like the big house, yeah, right? The big house. Um yeah, because, like, I mean, it wasn't ever, like, a we had to gather everyone for family dinner. Because we all lived together, it was just you had family dinner, and it was everyone. It was just dinner. It wasn't yeah, family it was dinner. Just, it was just dinner. Yes, okay. where, obviously, now all my siblings are grown up and stuff, and now it's we have family dinners, and everybody comes to, to the, a location. To the, yeah. the main hub. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, back then it was just, that's just how it was. Like, I... Never even thought about it until I was, like, I would go to a certain other person's house that was, that were polygamous, and I'd be like, why aren't we eating dinner with the rest of your family? <laughs> like, why are we just having dinner with your mom and your siblings? Like, it was weird to me, and I realized hmm. that that was probably more common than how my family did it. Yeah. Like, we had a giant, huge, you remember the Massive huge table. Table with, huge. like six extra leaves <laughs> yeah. that we would stick in and take out depending on how, how many, many people, people. Mm-hmm. but it was yeah and we would all pile in and we had these like giant um 
benches that we had to scoot in and like yep. it was so hard to get everybody in because you had to scoot it out scoot it in scoot it out yeah. but yeah and like i never realized that that wasn't normal to have like 25 people around the table at the same time <laughs> <laughs> not 25 it wasn't 25 it was not it was close though got close like to it 15 maybe. especially when you had like other families over for dinner mm-hmm. at that place yeah and now that like my siblings are having kids and stuff like our family gatherings are getting pretty hefty <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're pretty big we're gonna need more leaves yes no, more leaves really just more tables is what it's become yeah but yeah and i i really like growing up that way i feel like we all are way closer like i would agree i from the outside looking in that definitely is something that you know i admire about how your parents kind of structured mm-hmm. the the life of you and the kids and 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 them as well but i mean I also want to acknowledge that that could be extremely difficult oh, to I all am, live in the same I'm house and all that stuff. Sure that we we don't we don't have to jump into that that <laughs> no, part of it as well. Yeah. But like, yeah, I could definitely see how it would be. But they made it good for the kids. Yeah, like which I think was really important that they made us the priority, and we all grew up like like my siblings are my best friends growing up. That yeah. was who I wanted to hang out with on the weekends. And that's what I would mm-hmm. do when I was bored to go like into my brother's room and be like, Hey, hey what's up? Good play uh, game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> want to watch movie yeah. or something? Yeah. So you said something, uh, kind of interesting. You said that it was kind of uncomfortable for you to go to another polygamous house and not, maybe not uncomfortable. It was just diff- or different. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason I thought about this and you said this kind of a little bit, but like you're talking about half siblings Anytime I think of some polygamous kid mm-hmm. talking about, a, you know, a brother from another mother, and they say, oh, my half-brother, that wigs me out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, if you actually... started calling your brothers, who <laughs> default aren't your biological brothers because you don't have any biological brothers. Yes, yeah. If you started calling your brothers your half-brothers, I would be like, what do you, what are you, why are you saying that? They're your brothers. Yeah, I can't even like... It's kind of weird for me to think of it as half or... Well, I mean, if there was two wives, then it would be half. That if it was three, it was a third brother. <laughs> you know, you could start doing the fractions, but... <laughs> but this you know what I mean? my one-fourth brother. Yeah, my, yeah. Qu- my quarter brother. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's definitely made me, like, yeah, not uncomfortable, but I'm like, uh, like almost awkward because I'm like, yeah. why aren't you guys... Do you not like each other or something? That's exactly what I think too. I'm yeah, just kind of like, like what's there... wrong with you guys? Yeah, like, <laughs> why aren't you? Best what's friends? wrong with you, polygamists? <laughs> yeah. yeah, me as a polygamist. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, I don't know, because we all just grew up. Like, I maybe it was just because my parents always told me like, this is your brother. There was no half brother. Wasn't even in our vocabulary. Yeah. Or if I, if we just came up with it on our own, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But that's just how it's been for me always. Like, these are my full siblings. There wasn't even really the actual realization that that's not, that they weren't my full siblings until I was older. When I realized, like, oh, we don't, we didn't come from the same birth canal. (laughs) (laughs) We are not blood full siblings, but there's no difference to me. And, you know, there's, like, that really cool, I think that's kind of a cool concept, too. Because, like, there's that saying of, like, you know blood is thicker than water mm-hmm. you know and like it's your family you know like that kind of idea <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um but you can have a relationship with someone 
and you know this better than anybody, you can have a relationship with someone who technically isn't your blood brother or blood sister and still view them as full-fledged, you are my brother, you are my sister, and that's the way it is, even though there's not that point. And so I think that there are some people out there that kind of have that same thing of like, you don't have to be related to be family, you know? Maybe I should just like, now that I say that, you don't have to be related to be family, and this is a family podcast, (laughs) so I just like start (laughs) interviewing whoever I want. Whoever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I definitely agree. And one thing actually probably does make me a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. is when like plague kids talking about their other moms call them like aunt. Have you ever been around that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I find that so, so weird. So weird. You you guys use the title of mommy so-and-so. Yeah. Right. So growing up, it was like mommy mommy, and then the name. Yeah. And now it's kind of changed, like, because we're adults, we call them just their first name. But mm-hmm. not not always. Like, sometimes I'll still be like, hey, mommy. Meh. Yeah. Can I eat this? Or yeah, what, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Do you mind if I raid your fridge? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, going to a different household and they're like, oh, that's my aunt so-and-so. And I'm like, that's your mom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking about her like that? Like, it's weird to me. Like, hmm. I don't know if that's, if it comes from, like, kind of how the feeling of like needing to have privacy in polygamy whoa i've never thought about it that way before like whoa like i know personally my family like okay uh, there's we like to keep things private and stuff like and private enough to come on the podcast yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) some of us like it to be private exactly but um like if that's part of it so like you know if you're in public with your other mom you're not gonna be like hey 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 mom yeah and and or you say like you know it's gonna sound weird if you're saying like this is a random name by the way but like mommy katrina like yeah and they're like why are they calling their mom like that you know so they just say aunt instead Uh, if it's sort of like a huh yeah i think you got something there maybe just a thought or if it's like they don't want to, cl- this sounds so mean, but maybe they don't want to claim the other children. That also um, is a possibility. You never know. I mean, I, you don't know what their relationships are within the marriage and stuff like, but yeah. if they don't want that to be that, like, those are my children and those are your children and yeah. this, they're separated on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to look at it. I've never thought about it like that before. Really? Yeah, never once. Hmm. I mean, I always, I mean, with your family, it was always mommy so-and-so. Yeah. And I had the luxury of calling your mother's aunt because they actually are my aunt. Actually are your aunt, Yeah, exactly. So I didn't have an issue because obviously whatever. Mm -hmm. But I have been not a part of literally, but, you know, surrounding and within proximity of polygamous families who use that title of aunt so-and-so for their other mothers. Yeah. Or the other women that their dad is married to, (laughs) however you want to put it. Um, But yeah, I think that, that, yeah, I've never found that that to be extremely uncomfortable for me personally. Because since I was bouncing around and hanging out with various, yeah, whatever title it was, whether it's aunt so-and-so or mommy so-and-so or mother um, so-and-so, like I know that our 
our mutual uncles and aunts said Mother Stella. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You know, and then there's other families that I've been a part of too that, you know, just say their first name and like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always kind of just a mixed bag. It's kind of family to family, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, like it makes sense that it it wouldn't really affect you because you had been all over the place and you'd like, not all over the place, but around enough families that you've heard the different names for moms and stuff and so it wasn't weird i think maybe why it made me so not so uncomfortable but just like i felt like i was stepping into like a fight somehow like it made me not a fight really but like like a confrontation like it felt like there was some tension or something like why would you not call your mom your mom unless there's Polygamy is full of tension anyway. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're never not walking into I, tension. Yes. yes. But <laughs> There's like, always tension. Just with, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always but, tension. I don't know, just my fi- my family dynamic, not that there wasn't tension ever, but like, yeah. but it was still always, you are all my mom, like all equally moms. Gotcha. And then you see someone else who's like, it almost feels like an aunt is like a step below mom. And so it's like, oh, they're not on oh, the same level. Oh, as far level. as like, like matronly love yeah. or, oh, okay. Yeah. I see so what I you're was saying. like, gotcha. I feel like I was uncomfortable because it was like some, I felt like, you know how uncomfortable it is when you're like, you're, you're at a friend's house and you're just sitting there while your friend is getting yelled at by their parents or you're Ugh. hearing their yell, their parents yell at each other and uh, you guys are both just sitting there. Oh, so It's like that awkward. same feeling. Of like, okay, oh, oh that's on? what it feels like for you. Kind of like less intense than that because it's sure. not as outright and visceral. Uh huh. But like, <laughs> Kimber, my dog's barking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think that's probably what it is. Why I feel uncomfortable is because it's that kind of same feeling of like same kind of thing, same emotion or similar emotion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never felt that way when. I mean, I definitely felt that way when they were arguing in front of me, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, always but awkward. as far as like the the title and using aunt versus mommy versus mama versus mother versus whatever, mm-hmm. whatever title you want to put on it. But then also, if you are not the direct descendant of that woman's husband or whoever, you call them <gasps> sister so and so and brother so and so. My dad was brother Jake. Yeah, but that's only because he worked at the school, right? I mean... But it's a title. That's that's the same kind of thing, though, yeah. is what I'm talking about, right? right? So, like, you have this title of aunt so-and-so or mommy so-and-so, mm-hmm. and that's a, lot, that's a lot closer. But if you wanted to go talk to someone about, hey, I need you to frame my house, brother Jake. Right. They use the word brother. And I always wondered about that. Do you know why? Like, you know, like I when think we it's, were going to school in Pinesdale, it wasn't... Mrs. whatever or teacher whatever it was sister yeah and then her name I think I think it goes back to the idea of using the idea or using the the concept of family communion we're all Mm. in this together you are my brother you are my sister we're all God's children we're all brothers and sisters under the eyes of the Lord I think that's kind of where it comes from that makes sense because I always just thought I was like well, we like to, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before, but we like to keep things really incestuous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I always was kind of, not weirded out by it, but, like, confused a little bit where that came from. Okay. Like, 
like, because when I think of sister, I think of like nuns, and they all call each other sister, and I'm and hello, sister Margaret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah. why am I calling you brother? Whatever. Like I, I don't know. It was just the different names, and so it's it's fine. But I've tried doing like that. It sounds <laughs> it sounds weird because if you explain it to like a Corvallis kid, you're like, oh yeah. This sister, is this sister is sister so and so. This yeah, is brother so and so. Like what? Who? What are you talking about? What the heck is this? Like some cult? And you're like, oh yeah, it is. Actually. Well, <laughs> well, because it sounds culty. You know, you want to make your siblings really uncomfortable. Hmm. Use the title of brother or sister so and so. It's a good way to do for it for them. For them, yeah. Like introducing them, like this is brother Devin, or or, or just or like, like talking to them just in a normal conversation. Oh, and you address them as like if you need to get their attention, you just be like, "Hey, brother, so and so." And oh gosh, they'd be like, "Brianna, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like, what? What did you just say to me? Yeah, it's a fun time. That's the best way you can get back at your brothers for making you think that you were adopted. Ah, that would be that would be pretty good. You need to start employing that tactic before this episode <laughs> airs. <laughs> yeah, gotta be quick. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny though, especially. I'm, I'm like, thinking about which brothers it'll be best on to do. I My think it would work on all of them. Yeah. Yeah, true. Especially your, your little sisters. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it wouldn't work, probably. They wouldn't even understand. I don't yeah. think... Uh, I think my second to littlest sister... What? <laughs> <laughs> Second to littlest. You mean your My next youngest? youngest? Yes, that makes more sense. She was the last one that actually ever went to church in our family. Oh, yeah. She was She was really young. She was itty bitty. So she yeah. probably has no... She doesn't Solid, remember it at yeah. all. But yeah, I think she was the last one. Yeah, that's cool. We were fully out. Yeah, you're, at, you're not going to church. That's rad. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. I always liked, uh, I always liked not going to church. Not going to church? Oh yeah, I hated going. How come? Because oh, it was boring. Oh well, yeah. I like to, I agree. <laughs> I have to choke down bread floaties, and then I got my Cheerios. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Why would I do that? No, it needs to. Be, yeah, I, I always liked. You know, in place of church, just like throwing in a VHS tape of like Book of Mormon stories. Mm, yeah, that was church. And we, I, was like, I think, when we kind of stopped, started stopping going to church. Yeah, I that was what I feel like my parents tried to do as substitute. We watched those Book of Mormon tapes all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, dude, those are so. Have you w- gone back and watched a few of them? Not it's recently. Awesome like years. It's so funny. They were good. Like I was, I was excited when yeah. we used to watch it. Like they're good movies. They're yeah, interesting. In yeah, dude, it's yeah. so funny watching that kind of stuff. Really? Uh, going back and just walking down memory lane with those types of videos and those VHS tapes and everything. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So for some context, you know, sometimes I get so wrapped up in the conversation with my guests that I forgot that there's other people who have no idea what's going on. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so Book of Mormon stories. Uh, well, there's a song called Book of Mormon Stories. And actually, I think it's called Living Scriptures. Right? Um, Living Scriptures. I'm going to Google it really quick. Oh, gosh. I don't remember but the name. But basically, uh, there's these uh, videos and these essentially like movies. They're like kind of vignettes. They're like the, um, you know, a half hour long or something like that on a VHF, on a VHS tape. 
Um, and actually, crazy little bit of trivia. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So the guy who directed The Fox and the Hound and The Swan Princess. He, he's Mormon, isn't he? I don't know if he's Mormon or not, <laughs> but he directed a ton of living scriptures. Really? Yeah. Richard Rich. Richard Rich. Richard Rich. Wow. That, for some reason, doesn't surprise me. Especially By the way, when you said the Swan Princess. If <laughs> if Richard Rich's uh, friends didn't call him Dick Dick when he was a kid, <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> they were lame as hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you need to be a better friend. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, that would have oh, been such okay. a waste so, of a name. Okay, by the way, I just barely Googled uh, living scriptures and like I just clicked on the first link and there's living stri- uh, living scriptures streaming. So there's oh. they have their own streaming service. Wow, still. Yeah. Those were old. Yeah, but these are all, I mean, this is all of like the churches. Uh, the Other Side of Heaven is on here. Cowgirls and Angels. The Fighting <laughs> Preacher is on here. Highway to Heaven. Uh, the Work and the Glory movies are on here. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not going to buy that subscription, by the way. <laughs> but uh, no. So basically these movies, little half hour movies, were just stories from the Book of Mormon where they just animated it and made it super kid friendly. And, you know, you learn about Lehi's dream and how the they boosted out of Israel to come to America. And, you know, so our father thinks he can build a ship. <laughs> right. So like that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Now, that, that kind of, like, took place of church for, at least in my family, and I know now that your family did that as well, of, like, when you were starting to stop going to church. Yeah, I just remember watching those a lot, yep. usually on Sundays. Yep, so on Sundays. Because mm-hmm. did you ever watch them, like, not on Sundays? Probably only if we were, like, super bored. Right? <laughs> yeah, and it but was, But w- like, when it was on Sunday, you were like, dude, look yeah, scriptures. Sundays, it was dude, like, let's this go. Is, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> what was the, was it like a little like bird nest or something that was nest entertainment, nest entertainment. Yeah. That symbol is eternally burned into my brain. So like the uh, animation on. of it swirling around itself. Like, I don't know. That's what I, I remember that more than the actual movies. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's probably around the time that I would fall asleep. Usually. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's also at the beginning of the Swan Princess. That's yeah. Part of, part of the reason why. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Did Richard Rich, man. I, Good old I Dick Dick. Swan Princess. Dude, that movie. That movie was that huge movie growing up. That movie is so important to me. <laughs> we watched it. Yeah. Like, recently. Yeah. Over at my house, you came and watched that. Yeah. Like, like I came over to watch that movie. Yes. Your brother texted As me, he's like, hey. What? <laughs> 27 year old yeah no <laughs> yeah. it's like and hey. it's still good <laughs> your brother texted me he's like hey come over we're watching swan princess and i'm like dude i'm there yeah dude that like, movie is so lit and for some reason i'm not surprised oh, like the same animation style it, as the living yeah, scriptures yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and notice how she never shows anything above her wrists or ankles motherfuckers right <laughs> the dresses are all extremely modest prince Derek also Wrist and ankle length. Well, I mean, it's yeah. different for a dude, well, I guess, but. But. But Odette, dude, she's I a babe. Wonder. Odette. Odette's I was a babe. jealous of her growing up, man. Dude, I was too, dude. <laughs> you kidding me? But like. She was fine. She's, she's very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite kind of conversation to have on this podcast about polygamy is how hot animated princesses are. 
That's so stupid. <laughs> but you awesome. know what? I, love I will it. not. I will not deny that certain animated characters can be attractive. Okay, so who's who's your? Okay, so hold on. Give me your top. Oh th- okay, top three <laughs> animated. Oh. And it does it. Okay, so it does. Okay, here's the rules. You don't have any <laughs> al- uh, uh, allegiance to studios. So I'm, it's not like okay, so it doesn't just not have just to be like Disney, Disney, not just ne- you know what I mean. Oh so like gosh. animated. It's not like two D animation, three D animation. Just animated. Who is your? T- give me your top three sexiest <laughs> animated. Print animated characters. Um, the ones that you're most attracted to. I don't care if it's boy or girl <laughs> or a creature. I don't care either. I was just going to. Say, I was just going to say, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to let this be part of my top three. But just as a side note, uh, honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, honorable mention. When I was much younger. Wait, can I guess? I, yeah. Simba. How Did fun. I get it right? How Fuck yeah, Simba. dude. Hell so, yeah. Little me had like such a huge crush on a lion for some reason. <laughs> An animated lion. And like young Simba too. Like pup, like the little Simba. Not when he's big and like moving. The one who can't yet. wait to be king. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his voice was like a little bit Justin Bieber-esque, you know? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he can was, flex the golden cute. pipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is cute. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, talking about an anime. I love lion. how this is descending into this conversation. Okay, I so you got Simba as honorable mention. Honorable mention, yes. Okay, okay so top three. Oh God, do you know how hard this is? Probably Prince Eric has got to be Little Mermaid from the Little Mermaid. Gotcha. Like he's dreamy. He's dreamy. They have a statue of him, dude. Yeah, he's sta- he's like, quite literally statuesque. Yes, like the combination of like the black hair and the bright blue eyes animated, right, was just like Prince Eric. Dude, okay, so you know, I know this has been talked about endlessly on the internet, but you know that scene where the priest is getting ready to marry Prince Eric to Ursula disguised as the lady? As the chick, the the yeah. And the priest gets a boner? Excuse me? You've never, What? Dude, okay, <laughs> here we go. Google Images. <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. Uh, I just Little watched Mermaid. Little Mermaid like a couple days ago. Well, I mean, with Disney Plus, they probably combed over every single oh, animated and like you know try to rescind it. But dude, okay, Little Mermaid, uh, priest dick. That's what we're gonna look up. Uh, oh yeah, look at that. Disney cut an accidental erection from the Little Mermaid. Accidental? accidental Fuck off, dude. Bro, it's those definitely artists not. Were laughing their asses off. With oh them. yeah, you know for a fact that they were. Uh, dude, when you think about it, like those animators, they were spending so much time drawing so many <laughs> <laughs> frames of the same so, picture. Yeah, over and over again. They had and to if have you're a little bit of fun, yeah, they had to have. They had yeah. to have. No, I've not that specific one, but I've definitely seen other things like that where they're like, did you catch this in certain movies? And they have like little innuendo type. Yeah, dude. All right. Check this like out. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, like dude. a legit. It's a legit erection. Not even an accidental. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, dude. I never noticed that. No, dude. There's so many of that stuff in the old classic Disney films. Oh, there's yeah. so many things like that. What was I watching today? I was watching a movie and I realized some pretty dirty humor when I was babysitting today. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I never noticed that as a child. Oh, it was like the Mickey Mouse Christmas. Like the Christmas special, like the old one from like 1998 or something. Yeah. And there was a bunch of dirty jokes in there. 
I do remember that. Yeah, the the cover of the Little Mermaid VHS tape where yes. um, Atlantis's uh, castle has a just a dildo yep. <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, if you're listening to this and you're like, "This is bullshit," no, look it up. Google images. Just look up Little Mermaid priest dick, and you'll find it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, All right. So we got Prince Eric. Okay. So is he is he your top number one? <sighs> okay, this is tough because. Right now, for some reason, all I, all I can think of is Disney, but I know... Well, that makes sense, because they kind of own the market in animated yeah. feature films. But, like, I know that there are other animated things that I've seen that I was probably attracted to some of the characters in it, sure. but I can't remember. Like, all right now I can think of is that stupid, the one that my brother loves, Black Cauldron. The Black Cauldron. Yes. Yeah, but, dude. But he's not on my list. That's just... I'm trying to think of other non-Disney things that i grew up with and so I'm you were in the black cauldron you were like really had the hots for the horned king <laughs> oh god <laughs> or whatever no. is, it? is it the corn no, king the, the, na- the main kid I'm, it's a joke i dude. know I'm, I'm trying to rem- i'm trying to remember what it is though. or did you have a thing for gurgi <laughs> <laughs> no who is basically just Gollum, a furry Gollum. a furry Gollum. Oh, That's gosh. Powerful. It's been so long. Yeah, Terran. I barely remember. Terran. Terran. Yeah. That's a weird movie, by the way. It is. It's a great a movie, but movie. It's, it's weird. Anyway, so you got okay. Terran, you got Simba, you got Prince Eric. Terran's not in it, though. Okay, so uh, Prince Eric is in the top three, though. Yeah. Gotcha. And s- you know what? To save time, because I really, I know that there's probably characters that aren't Disney, but I can't We'll have you back on the show. Right <laughs> we'll have you back on the show to like, okay. Just. We'll do a five minute I'll episode. I'll narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Google tonight. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So if we're just going Disney. As long as you're Googling in incognito mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This is, this is. It's a joke. Totally G. Not, okay. in, not inappropriate. <laughs> um, uh, this one's probably kind of uncommon, but actually Kristoff from Frozen. He's like the perfect like boy hey, next door. He just right. seems really sweet and like. Okay. He's not super attractive, but I feel like he could like build me a fire, like manly. <laughs> you know, like he. He can harvest some ice. <laughs> harvest some ice, because <laughs> he lives in the woods and stuff. He's like a manly man. And he definitely has a really weird relationship with his reindeer pet. Yes. Yeah. But like it's cute, you know. I wouldn't yeah. mind having a reindeer pet. Okay. Okay, so. Prince Eric, Kristoff from Frozen. Oh, um, goodness. I mean, there's some, like, I'm thinking about, like, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. That's usually a pretty common one. Pretty nice. Kind of the street rat Um, scoundrel, brazen. Yeah, like, a little bit of a bad boy, but a good heart. Sure. And there's, like, General Shang. Oh, from Mulan. From Mulan. Dude. How can Once you again, not? a man, a real man right there. Also, in the Mulan universe, <laughs> uh, men don't have nipples. So Yeah, interesting. No, Tarzan had nipples. M- Mulan, dude. In Mulan, they don't have nipples. Yeah, but you said Tarzan Disney universe. No, I said Mulan you? universe. Oh, Mulan yeah. universe. Yeah, super weird. I forget about that, but you're right. Dude, yeah, Captain Chang, dude. He's a badass. <laughs> and he has a great voice. He, oh, Donny Osmond. Sing. Donny Osmond yeah. was the one who sung for him or sang for him. Gosh. I feel like I just need to like, now I really want to know what my, what my real top three would be. Okay. Like I need to go sit down and think about this later on. Yeah. But, I definitely sprung that question on you. But for now, I think 
so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think I'd probably go Prince Eric, Kristoff, and then... Chang as the top. General Chang or Aladdin? Is it Chang or Shang? It's Shang. Shang, that's right. General Shang. I should know this. I lived in China. Yeah, true. By the way, the kids in China loved Mulan. Really? Oh, they ate it up, man. It was dope. (laughs) I played that all the time. Oh, Whenever yeah, a lesson was like going to shit, I was like, all right, we're just going to watch Mulan for the rest of the class. <laughs> there you go. I watched Let's Get Down to Business a hundred times in like four weeks. It was great. Nice. Was awesome. No, I actually experienced similar, not because of that, but just because I had a little sister and I also had a nephew that were both obsessed with it at the same time and it was played probably like seven times in a day. Yeah, why do kids do On that? On loop. Why do they do that? Why do my parents allow it? I don't know. I was like, can we turn it off? When please? I turn a parent, when I become a parent, well, here's the thing though. When I become a parent and my little kid is like, I want to watch Toy Story on repeat every day. And I'm, I'm going to be like, hell yes, dude. We're watching <laughs> okay, Toy Story? But at some point. Or whatever movie. Like it gets annoying, you know? Oh my gosh. Did you have I'm a realization? Sorry, I just had a realization. I have to change <laughs> my answer. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, fuck it. Flynn Rider. Man. Oh my! He okay. is yep, yep, yep. like probably my number one, dude. Eugene Fitzherbert. <laughs> Eugene Fitzherbert. You like you dude. even have to admit the smolder. He created that. <laughs> he created the smolder. The smolder, which has definitely been used on like multiple other platforms since then. Oh yeah, the smolder for sure. is like a thing now. Yeah. Who started it? Flynn. Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. Zachary Levi, the guy who. Uh, um, he plays Shazam. Really? Yeah, the guy who plays Shazam voice? is the voice for him, yeah. I have a lot of really wow, obscure, stupid knowledge that, that just, like, rattles <laughs> around like, in my head. Dude, it's just from years of watching Jeopardy with my dad. Like, Oh, that's kind of yeah. useful, though. I mean, yeah, that's if cool. I ever end up being on Jeopardy. On Jeopardy. <laughs> but, like, now I just, like, throw it into, like, just pepper it, my conversations with stupid trivia. Like, I was at work last night. And my buddies were talking about how they really wanted to watch Shrek 2 again. And they're like... It's a good movie. They're like, well, well, when, when, did, uh, when did the first Shrek come out? And I was like, oh, 2001. And they're like, nuh-uh. Dude. So yeah, it came out in 2001. You and your younger brother, the exact same. Like, me and him were talking about that one night. He has, like, all of these super random memories of, like, specific dates and things. And he just knows. And I'll be like... <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? It honestly you know that? comes from Alex Trebek's voice just being around <laughs> our house all the time. You know, <laughs> R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Yeah. But like, that's kind of cool though. Like, I, I wish I, I probably had cool gonna, random knowledge. That's probably like sweet at parties. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be like, "Hey, do you want to know what the?" Hey, <laughs> do you want to know what the Tower of London was used during uh, used for during World War Two? <laughs> Answer: It was a prison. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I would be super into whoever was. To, I'd just be like, "Tell me more. What else? What else?" No, it's great for trivia <laughs> nights, I guess. If you go to a bar and there's like trivia or whatever, but oh, yeah, um, you'd win. You win like groceries or something, whatever the prize is. I don't know what <laughs> groceries. No, that was just the prize at like the trivia or the bingo nights at college. They always had the grand prize was like seventy five bucks worth of groceries, and that was like that's the, a good the, prize. For oh, dude, it was dope. College students. It was basically seventy five bucks worth of ramen, but it was fine. <laughs> like I really wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's $75 less that you have to spend. Yeah. So. It's like 750 packs of... <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of ramen. 
Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't actually like that, but it was yeah. it was close. A similar thing, like, okay, you want ramen? All right, you want something else a little bit more different, kind of shake things up during the week? Mac and cheese. <laughs> Mac and cheese. <laughs> you want peanut butter? You want jelly? You want bread? We got you. So, yeah. Uh, it was great. Do you want to end it there? Yeah, I think. We've been going for a while. I think we talked about some good stuff. Fuck yeah. I'm good. Dope. Cool.